Hello and welcome to Comic Solving Problems. I'm Stephen Allen. And I'm Eric McElroy. Good evening. Good evening. Welcome along to your uh, comedy streaming show, Half an Hour of Entertainment, where we solve some problems in a week that's had many problems in the news. Although some of them are self solving themselves, like the news that Britney mm. Spears got engaged. So that just goes to show how nice things are starting to be. I mean, I don't know whether her partner got down on one knee. I don't know how traditional they were. It's a safe bet that they didn't ask the father's permission. Um, <laughs> are you going to give her away? What, at the wedding? No. Just give her away. Um, so we'll maybe more on that story. We'll see as we go through the stories. Um, you can in, get involved. You can get in the chat. The thing that's at the bottom of here is the YouTube way of watching it. Yep. There are many ways of seeing the stream. But if you watch it on the YouTube, it's better for us because we can actually see the chat and comments and things mm. that you message get stuck into that. Uh, later on, we'll talk about the fact that you can continue to support this entertainment feature by chucking some money in the Kofi pot. <laughs> Why did you why did you say entertainment I like really that? I know what to call it. It's a thing, isn't it? It's <laughs> streaming, it's who knows what it is, but uh, there's It's the real news. It's the truth yeah. right here. Yeah. Start saying things like that and YouTube will take you down. That's the problem. That's the problem with that. <laughs> so hopefully uh, you get stuck involved with the chat and spread the word. The link that you can find, you can actually just send that link actually and people can watch us because we're ready to go with some streaming comedy entertainment slingers to your TV and let's see what happens. I think we're all sat and facing the right direction. Yep. So it's time to say, Mr. Eric McElroy, what have you got for us? Steve, this is a problem. Um, and it's the problem of celebrating failure. Oh. Yeah, it's something that uh, you and I both know quite a bit about. Yeah. Um, I'll say I know more at the moment since you're the one on national television and I'm still, this is the high point of my career every week. Yeah, but give, um, me, give me six weeks and I'll be back to that level of failure. Yeah, yeah, I know. But right now, whatever. Um, but I'm good at it. You know, I'm at a point in life where this is the high point and I'm happy with that. I'm not as good as some people who were part of the former Confederacy. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with their work, but they lost something called the American Civil War. Never heard of it. Don't know if you're up on that. Yeah. Um, but even though they lost, there are still hundreds of monuments in the United States and even U.S. military bases named after the leaders and generals of the Confederacy that fought against the United States. I suppose a similar thing would be like naming an RAF base here in England after George Washington because of the work that they did in the American Revolutionary War. The RAF was, I think one of the reasons why you lost the US War for Independence was because of the lack of success from the Royal Air Force in 1776. If we have had greater air superiority, yeah, we would have won. Yeah, They didn't pull anything. They did very little. I would say they weren't even a factor. But we can see what's been happening with um, these memorabilia towards the U.S. Confederacy um, with what happened uh, just recently to a statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee. Shocking, Steve. Shocking. This is cancel culture gone mad. You can see where I'm going for now. I want to I want to get on certain channels here in the <laughs> in the UK, because I heard there's an opening uh, on the seven o'clock slot since uh, <clears throat> Andrew Neal stood down. Um, <laughs> they just want to cancel someone who all, what was his crime? What was General Robert E. Lee's crime fighting for the Confederacy? He just wanted to cancel the United States. What is happening to America? But uh, 
that's just shocking. But the crowd that's there watching this happen, um, they uh, were singing one of the more famous songs from the Civil War period. Classic. It's a classic world uh, Civil War song. We all know it. That's what they sang. But I, I know some of you might not know what Robert E. Lee is famous for. So for that, of course, we go to Wikipedia, because where else do you get information these days? And uh, Robert E. Lee, he was the, the lead general of the Confederate Army, and he was also significantly um, known for surrendering uh, at the end of that war. So uh, he's basically the one who led the Confederacy in its defeat. He was the best loser general they had. So you're saying if it wasn't for him, there might not have been a United States by... by... It could have been yeah, the end of the United States yeah. if he had won, but he, he lost the conflict. He didn't lose it, now, he um... quit. So him quitting made the United States what it is. Put that horse back. That's fair. That's true. You could make that case for him, you know, even though he was defending slavery. But, badly. but thank God he did it badly. Very badly. Maybe it was intentional. Took a dive in the first. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, to be fair, I didn't read beyond the first paragraph of Wikipedia, so I can't remember. If it doesn't but, say um, that on Wikipedia now, it will do after we finish <laughs> the show and I log on. Yeah, definitely. But knowing that he lost and knowing that um, he was fighting against the United States, of course, um, Donald Trump is a big admirer, as we can see here. New this morning, former President Trump denouncing the removal of the towering statue of Confederate General Robert E. Lee in Richmond yesterday. Yes, it turns out make America great again meant the Confederacy. <laughs> That's what he was talking about all along. It is so easy to get those two things mixed up, especially when you're a white supremacist. But what kind of things does Trump admire for the general of the army who fought for the Confederacy against the United States. In addition to referring to the Confederate general as a, quote, unifying force. Yes, he was a unifying force as he fought against America, much like Osama bin Laden helped unify the U.S. after 9-11. Yeah. They both were bringing people together, which is something that doesn't happen very often these days. And what else does Donnie think? about the prospects of General Lee, who, remember, he's the general who lost the war. He also said, if we only had Robert E. Lee to command our troops in Afghanistan, that disaster would have ended in a complete and total victory many years ago. That's right. Many years ago, it would have been a total victory for the Taliban. Before now, <laughs> they wouldn't have had to wait, um, because, again, they're both fighting against the United States. Um, now, the thing is, when I was a kid, we did learn about the Civil War, but back then, I mean, it was. It, there's been an interesting spin campaign about these leaders and about the, the, the South and what it stood for. You know, it wasn't fighting against America. It wasn't fighting to keep people enslaved. They were just some misunderstood dudes who were fighting for states' rights and individual freedom. And, and even when I was a kid, like there were books in my library in the United States the country that you know won that war, that like had uh, books about General Grant, who was the winning general, and then that, that kind of criticized him, made him look like, nah, he wasn't that great of a general, wasn't that good of a president. And then I remember reading the book about Robert E. Lee, and it made him seem kind of kind of all right, you know, just a little bit off base, just you know, just just unlucky, just unlucky, right? And uh, it's fascinating watching this happen now when we're really having an examination about race relations in America, about the way history has been put forward, about whether or not maybe there was some white privilege involved somewhere along the way. 
And so, you know, I thought, I'm looking back at this and, and the history that I learned, and I tweeted about it, uh, actually, when I saw the statue come down. I sent this tweet here about the fact that when I was a kid, you know, I got the book about Robert E. Lee from the library. I was a history Greek, a geek. I, I read it. And the spin was basically just a general bad luck. You know, it was, it, it's been a propaganda campaign to make the South look good for a long time. And um, just to prove to you what a history geek I am, I still have one of my history books from when I was a kid in 1984, which don't don't figure out how old I was based on that. But this is National Geographic book. It's the history of America. It's a big book, obviously. A lot of history yeah. there. There's a chapter a month. That's how new you are as a nation. That's very, very big. And, and I studied Robert E. Lee in this book. You can see that's the page about Robert E. Lee. Mainly photographs. Um, <laughs> I wondered how they padded it out. Well, the thing is, I mean, he's got... He's got a one-page spread. I, I remember some Playboy Playmates of the Month that didn't get that much coverage. Mm. It's not really making him look like, you can see there like his manner, like, oh, we loved you, sir, we're fantastic. And he is he's, he's put across as this noble figure. You know, that's what we were sort of shown in the 1980s when I was in school. Mm. Um, now the, that tweet that I sent out was actually, because it wasn't really a comedic tweet, it was more, you know, coming to reconcile what's happening in the United States at this moment. It was actually picked up by the media so not bad, right? I Maybe I'm not such a loser after all. It said comedian Eric McElroy took to Twitter to delight in the news, and it quoted my tweet right there. I thought, wow, look at that. I'm a player. Yeah. I'm an influencer. I might not be on Dave, but at least here I am having an impact on the national discourse about a story that is of significance. And you know what uh, organization picked up my tweet? It was Russia Today. <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> My tweet about propaganda was picked up by state propaganda. Wow. I would imagine Donald Trump was a little bit jealous. <laughs> so I want to solve the problem of, I guess, climate change. Solve that one. Let's do an easy one, shall we? Uh, okay. Boom. Because, look, I know there's still some discussion. For some reason, people think there's a debate to be had about whether climate change is real or not. And it's really annoying because those of us who think it is point to an increased frequency of extreme weather events. And those people who think it's not point at the individual weather events and go, well, it's just weather. We've always had weather. <laughs> and there's no end of that. That debate can go on forever and it, it will never end. Eventually, the only way it will end is when some news network crosses over to a pundit to have their say on local flooding. And it goes like this. <laughs> Quick side point on this as well. I love what's happening in America, that the west of it just seems to get lots of flooding and the east is uh, far too dry. Is that the way, which way around? No, east is getting all the... It's wrong way around. East is getting all the water. West is getting way too dry. So all you need to do is just tip it. I mean, it's, I don't know why they've not thought of this. Just make yeah. one side a little bit higher and then solved it. God, we solve problems left, right and center on this. But anyway, that's not uh, the, the bigger problem. The bigger problem is how do you raise awareness of the issues of climate change? Do you cause problems on the roads? Because this week we saw that the M25 had some junctions blocked by the Insulate Britain campaigners. And I understand why it was difficult for some of the people in the cars because Insulate Britain seems like it might be a very different campaign. What was this? Insulate Britain was in protect it and stop things getting in. For strengthen our borders yes and oh it's climate change you're trying to save the planet fuck off 
So I can understand why people were upset. Look, I started off my opinion on this was if you're on the M25, you've already had a bad enough day. So do you need mm. this as well? But then I started to look at some of the details of what the protest was. There was some clips that were filmed and put on a website. We've got a few of them here. Let's go through what happened. You can see the start of the protest, a whistle, and it just looks like a protest that could be fixed by one lollipop lady. Do you know what I mean? If she just turned up and just moved them on, that'd be it over and done with. It didn't look like the most threatening. I mean, that whistle was not at all scary. Uh, and then this happened. Get ready for the most British thing at the protest. Not down with capitalism, not, not <laughs> end poverty. Oh, so sorry to hold you up. Sorry to hold you up. I do apologize. So sorry about this. Uh, but what were the driver's response? This is pretty sweet. Watch out for the guy at the back. Been held up and oh, just go around. Wee, bit of bit of petrol <laughs> going up there. Um, so the drivers were really upset about this. This was insulate Britain who want to insulate the houses, and the drivers got upset so much so that we saw some of the drivers, the furious drivers, dragged the climate change protesters off the road. I haven't seen a news story about someone being pulled off by the side of the road since the Julian Tailforth scandal. Now, <laughs> that reference is so old. This afternoon, I thought, I'll look up to see how old that reference is, to see what kind of cutting-edge topical comedy we're bringing to the internet. And that was in 1994, <laughs> where EastEnders actress Gillian Telforth was involved in that court case where they claimed she performed a sex act on a slip road just off the A1. I didn't, re didn't remember that apparently it was an attack of acute appendicitis, and she was massaging his abdomen. The police officer thought she was performing fellatio. Either way... It'd take his mind off the pancreatitis. Just let him carry on. What's wrong with people? So anyway, moving away from the dated references. What are the goals of Insulate Britain? Let's have a look. According to their website, uh, they want the government to promise to fully fund and take responsibility for the insulation of social housing. Yeah, sounds pretty cool. Not quite sure why I'd need to be held up in traffic because, yeah, I'm on board. I agree. Mm. It seems such a stretch like when extinction rebellion are doing it demanding that it's called a crisis or a catastrophe it's a cut word i know, I know they're after that but at least it mm. seems like it's desperate like this must be done whereas the advice of doing more insulation is just the kind of advice you get from your dad it seems like wholesome advice and yet somehow it's linked with civil disobedience i'm not quite sure why those two things are linked up and to find out more i'm joined now by a protester hello hello steve so are you in Insulate Britain? Um, no, I'm a member of uh, Barn Door. We're a protest group that tries to get people to remember to close the door as they go in or out of a room, not to let all the heat out. And if they don't, we will blockade Folkestone. Right, it's not going to get people on your side, though, is it? Well, we're an offshoot of the group Switch, and they're campaigning to get people to turn the lights off when they're no longer in a room so they don't use extra electricity. And if people don't do that, they will burn down all the zoos. Well, that's just going to cause more carbon. It's not going to well, get I mean, This is what we're doing. We're all linked to uh, the main group, Climate 180. And what they're asking is for people to turn their tomato ketchup bottles around by 180 degrees uh, just for a, for a little bit before you throw them away. Just cut down on waste. And if people don't do that, they will bomb Luton Airport. That's not going to get people... Oh, Luton. No, that will get people on your side. All right, yeah, cheers for that. Um, the protesters, did they help solve climate change? Maybe. Not as much as this. 
in Germany, scientists have potty trained cows to save the planet. Thank God German scientists are still doing what they love to do. Uh, they've managed to do a breakthrough that no one else would have thought of, of trained cows to be potty trained. How do you train, how do you potty train a cow? Really big potty, I'm guessing that much. Um, but it turns <laughs> out it's not that difficult. In fact, they're better at it than young humans, which is kind of terrifying, and I feel a bit crappy about being a human. But also the idea that in the future, humans and cows can use toilets means like the chemical lose at Glastonbury are just going to be an absolute state. You queue up for a while, the plastic door opens and it comes out. Oh, God, I think I'll give that 15 minutes. Truth, what's he been eating? <laughs> but it's really good that we can have potty-trained um, cattle. The problem is if they just, like, dump everywhere and we everywhere, it causes chemicals and uh, ammonia is one of them, ammonia. And if you can train them to do it in one area, it just there's less waste. Brilliant. Well, let's find out more. And to do that, I'm joined by a cow. Hello. Yeah, hello, Steve. <laughs> So you were potty trained? Yeah, I did the potty training, which was difficult at first. I wasn't aiming my feces down towards the potty. I was spraying it upwards onto myself. Oh, and did you get told off for that? No. If anything, I received the pat on the back. Well done. Thank you. Well done. Thank you. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent. It's the pun we needed. It's the pun we all needed. But this is the problem with progress. Or you might say progress. Yeah. I think. Do you say progress? Progress. Yeah, progress. progress. No, I say progress, progress properly. I say the proper one. Progress. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We're on the same page. Um, as humans, we don't actually generally like change. And that's always the issue with being a NIMBY. Do you know what a NIMBY is? Not in my backyard, of course. Um, it's also, no, I don't want to say what that was. It's something mom used to tell me to scare me. But, uh, it's not just things you don't want to say in the bedroom, like as in not in my backyard. Um, that's not what mom used to say. But this is about guarding against things that, you know, would destroy our history. Maybe tacky buildings, tearing something down that we care about. You know, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, what can be called one person's nimbyism is one person's trying to save something that could be historic. So, so this story uh, caught my eye, and it's about, uh, in West Hampstead, some homes that have been proposed to be built, and some people aren't happy about it. Now, of course, you know, this is a democracy. Um, people come forward, and they have a right to speak at the council. And normally, council meetings, I mean, my God, the dullest thing on earth right? So boring. These are people that are going to get together and talk about housing plans. There's never going to be anything exciting that happens at one of these things, of course. And, it's, and actually, I don't even know why I'm covering this story because it's totally boring, as you can see here. Oh, it's <laughs> actually contains some something that might be offensive uh, and uh, not appropriate for most viewers, which is not what you typically think that you're going to see at a council meeting. But this one was different. So thank you very much. That has been um, granted then. Thank you very much, everybody. You're turning London into a hellhole. A sheephole. <laughs> That's right. Get your popcorn, kids. This is not your typical council meeting. Um, now, I don't know what you're expecting here, but um, if you're expecting uh, maybe to see a little bit of action, get ready.
<laughs> I just love this so much for a couple of reasons. One, they're shouting so much that it breaks the mics, much like I did when I shouted uh, Wolverines in a previous episode of this show. Um, also, because um, it's not just one Karen that's turned up for this council meeting, it's two Karens who've turned up for this council meeting. And if you're not familiar with Karens, they're American uh, women who are generally white, who are overly privileged. Um, it's nice to see that British people can do it as well. You know, I think. I just have watched these women, and I would imagine that they're not vaccinated either, because I'm sure they don't trust Big Pharma. <laughs> just get that feeling. I'm sure they're taking some homeopathic medicine. But um, but I shouldn't judge, right? You know, without exaggerating, you know, what does this, this new housing project look like that they're protesting against? You are standing with... I have been in a fucking prison when you see it! Wow, not just a prison, a fucking prison, which is the worst kind um <laughs> yeah, <it> <clears throat> yeah although based on the way that these two women are behaving i would imagine they're going to find out what prison looks like quite soon um but they didn't just come with problems steve they came with solutions i hope our keys are bombs that fucking ugly thing <laughs> that's a good plan it's very subtle you know it's a strategy that can be there helping al-qaeda pick its next uh, bombing target based on which developments you don't like in your neighborhood it's one way to make terrorism a good thing <laughs> perhaps i don't know um i'm sure the counselor's taking notes um but uh but the thing is you know what i really just want to hear like how they feel about this like what's what's her final argument and case it's getting uglier every and I hope you sleep well at night knowing that you destroyed and you are destroying a beautiful town. How dare Does she realize that this is part of Camden? Has she been to Camden? I mean, it's not like we're talking about something fancy. It's not like Luton or Croydon, someplace nice. <laughs> but, uh, but at least she leaves with her dignity. <laughs> she broke the sound, <laughs> broke the furniture, and nearly Why broke her crotch. Why don't you calm down? What a great <laughs> Now, I know you're all thinking, clearly, these two women were very agitated. They're very upset. They've got a lot to be upset about. Do you want to see the building project that they were upset about? Yes. What's going to look like? Are ready for this? I mean, this is where we need to put up that flag again about it being sensitive content. So prepare yourselves. This is it. There it is. <laughs> Pretty disturbing. It's pointy. There's a tree without leaves. How does that make you feel? I mean, I don't think you can't blame the house for the tree being coppiced or pollarded no you ones. can't what you the think, bicyclist you think that what happened there was that was a full tree and then it saw the house yeah. and was like Bleh! and all the leaves dropped off it doesn't look like a prison i mean i if that's a prison sign me up some nice windows there no bars on them as well shit prison shit prison but i don't know if that's before or after al-qaeda bombed it <laughs> not sure Beautiful work. Gotta love democracy. <sighs> yeah. That's they, why. They didn't seem at all entitled. It's bizarre, isn't it? Not at all. That's a rational argument. I'm sure that the council will consider their position and really take that on board. Mm. 
to be fair, I don't think I'm going to successfully solve much of a problem here because okay. I aimed high. I was trying to save a category of humanity. I was going to save some people. Mm. Uh, said the lads. I was going to say the lads. And nice. not the young ones, because you think that might be the thing that's in the news today because the 12 to 15-year-olds uh, could be getting... They're now being offered COVID vaccines, which mm. I spent this morning arguing on talk radio about that because it's just an offer and they can say no to it. It's not being forced. It's not as if... Like, the only big worry is that a 12-year-old thinks if they get the vaccine, they'll have the passport to get to a nightclub. But as long as they know that's not what's happening... If you want to have it, if you don't, don't. But that's you know that's that doesn't produce enough anger to populate a mm. lot of media. Yeah. But I do think there is a concern that these twelve to fifteen year olds are going to be offered a vaccine, probably via a letter, which means someone's going to have to explain to them what a letter is. It's going to be an <laughs> awkward conversation that goes like this. Oh, this? No, I know normally it has a pizza menu printed on it, but this? No, you've got a letter. It's how we used to communicate in the old days. It's um. It's like an email that's been printed out. What's that? What's an email? God, I'm old. Um, it's like a long text message. Yep, yeah, I meant to say WhatsApp. Christ. So that's what we're up against. So look, that will sort itself out. The young people having the vaccine, uh, it's not a problem if they do, but it's not important if they do either, I think, to be brutally honest. It's the bigger concern is a different age group um, that has problems with falling. So I did do a bit of research to see who suffers falls. And according mm. to one thing that's in the news, Jason Derulo suffers a lot of falls because at the Met Gala, there's this meme of Jason Derulo falling and Newsweek. So this all happens in America, yeah? And mm. it's the idea of Jason Derulo being in a meme is listed under the category of culture. <laughs> so have, you know, enjoy that piece of information. But... There's a meme every single time there's an award ceremony, there's a picture of Jason Derulo falling down the stairs, and it turns out he's not actually Jason Derulo, and it was Cannes Film Festival in 2011. So that's the end of that. Well, it's, it's not even the most important thing that we could have pulled up from the Met Gala, which I don't really understand what it is. It seems like a fancy dress thing, because people turn up dressed weirdly. Like, for example, this photo of uh, Kim Petrus don't even know which one it is because i don't know who that is but i like i like that <laughs> outfit to be fair i like the yeah. outfits it's the kind of outfit you could walk into a pub and the barman would say why the long face and you'd be like yeah nice nice <laughs> um there's also this picture of grimes and the way that the hair has been turned into some sort of a head antenna and there's a thing on the ears to make it look make it look more like spock and a mask like battlestar galactica she's made herself look like an alien I thought, why would you do that? And I realised she's the other half of Elon Musk. It's the only way to turn him on these days. Only way to keep <laughs> him interested, dress up your light from space. That's, he's obsessed. Um, yeah. There was, AOC was there with a dress that says, tax the Rick. That's a, <laughs> I'm not sure who Rick <laughs> is, but dude's going to be paying some tax. There's a bad move. Um, Whoopi Goldberg was there dressed as the purple one from Quality Street. I think that's a nice vibe. That's good. Yeah. Uh, she wouldn't have fallen down in that. Um, Cara Delevingne, model, was there in an interesting outfit that had some sort of a message to it. Peg the patriarchy. Hmm. I'm not sure that it's going to make the patriarchy stop. Um, not tried it myself, but the attention would be nice. Uh, just mm. Cara, um, let me offer you a job, but only pay you 16% less than what I'd pay a man. What are you going to do about it? 
<laughs> Kim Kardashian was there. In I mean, was she though? Everyone says that's Kim Kardashian. Prove it. Come at me. Like if you had a lookalike, it wasn't a good lookalike. That is the perfect solution. I know you're meant mm. to wear a mask, but good lordy. Um, and I, as I did describe earlier on Twitter, saying that looks like uh, noob Sabot now looks sexy. That's a Mortal Kombat joke that not everyone's going to get, and I'm fine Don't with that. Someone wasn't there, by the way. Uh, if you were expecting a sexy picture of Nicki Minaj. No, because she said she didn't attend the Met Gala because of the COVID vaccination requirements. She's yeah. not had her doses. And why is that? Mm -hmm. Well, according to the same article, she said, I will, uh, it'll be once I feel I've done enough research. How's the lab work going? You're doing some trials, <laughs> the research kicking in. I guess you're a good research scientist. I guess she is. There's a picture of her attempting to wear a lab coat. So... <laughs> The research comes. What kind of what kind of research has Nicki Minaj been doing about vaccines? Sadly, there is an answer to that question. Her cousin in Trinidad won't get the vaccine because his friend got it and became impotent, and his <laughs> testicles became swollen. His friend was weeks away from getting married, and now the girl called off the wedding. I understand why she would. It's like there's five of them in that relationship, and that's two more than Princess Diana had to deal with. Um, so just pray on it and make sure you're comfortable with your decision and not bullied. Nikki, don't go telling people that the injection gives you huge testicles. It's the one thing that will make 12-year-olds want to get the shot. It's, it seems like a risk. Uh, but um, Clearly, you could argue that this is the kind of misinformation that shouldn't be spread. And I tell you who did step up to the plate at the briefing earlier. Professor Chris Whitty brought some shade, saying that COVID myth spreaders like Nicki Minaj should be ashamed. Boom. She pushed back against that with... She said, I love him, even though I guess this was a diss. The accent, oh, yes, boo. And I didn't realise that Professor Chris Whitty and Nicki Minaj flirting was what I needed in my life. <laughs> but I kind of do. I think they should be the couple that gets together. They can do that thing like they do with celebrity couples where they mash up the name. Like Whitty mm -hmm. and Minaj would just be called Wittards or something like that. I like it already. There might be a copyright issue. Um, then... Boris said he didn't really know who she was and disagreed with what she'd said. Then she did a voice tweet back to Boris Johnson. This gets weirder than I'm normally doing, and I do weird stuff on this show. So here yeah. are some clips from Nicki Minaj's pushback via a voice tweet to comments that our Prime Minister Boris Johnson made at a Downing Street briefing about one of her tweets. She said... Yes, hello, Prime Minister Boris. It's Nicki Minaj. I mean, that attempt of an accent is a hate crime. I, that's, that's about right to me. Is she, is she not British? That's worse than when you try. Oh, governor. So, so do your, when you say the word British in the British accent. British. Exactly. Have a listen British. to what she says. I'm actually British. I went to school with <laughs> Margaret Thatcher. And she told me so many nice things about you. I mean... She did go senile at the end, so she might have said nice things about Boris Johnson. I'm not sure your timeline works out. but She um... stole my British. Oh, God, it's painful to the ear. Um, and then Nicki Minaj, that she finishes the voice tweet thing by saying this. I'd love to send you my portfolio of my work, since you don't know much about me. I'm a big, big star in, in, in the United States. And I'm just getting word of the latest update on this story, and she is now pregnant with his child. Um, 
to the latest. And the bizarre thing about all that we've covered through this story is that we still haven't talked about the one group that I wanted to save, which was old people should be taught judo so they don't fall over and kill themselves. But we're out of time. I had all of this stuff prepared about how <laughs> it would, they used to be inflating pants. And, you know, the, the only yeah. downside about this is the fact maybe they'll do too much judo and then you just get old people shouting parkour and just rolling around all over the place. It doesn't matter. We don't have time. We seem to somehow cover more interesting stuff, but not solved any problems. Thanks for watching this from Comic Solving Problems. And if you feel like it, go ahead and like the video. Or subscribe. Commitment. <laughs>